0: Hello, I am Fabrizio Rizzo, lead designer at Small Things Studios, and you're listening to Scene World Podcast.
1: Sup, fools? It's the Scene World Podcast. I'm AJ. That over there is Jurg. Me. Being Jurg. Yeah. Welcome to the Scene World Podcast. I think I said Welcome. that already. In a minute, we will be. Who? Are we to, uh, where are we today? We are at Parking World. Parking World. Yes. Well, yes. 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 I. It is. Yes. It is early. I am not entirely awake. I. I would say mm. so. I apologize for, for for that, the snafu, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Um, Parking World, which yes. is more than just parking. We discovered.
2: <laughs> yes. I can spoiler that the interview was a lot more interesting and deep talk than we originally anticipated. So, we, we spoke to Jens Wichering from uh, Binary Impact, who is actually the founder of the company and the boss from Sinat Palic. <laughs>
1: yep, yeah, yeah,
2: our good old Sinat friend. Hello. The one that um Bill Winters always pronounces say not."
1: Yes, 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 <laughs> yes.
2: Um, And, yeah, that's about it. before, though, we have some news.
1: We have some news yes. who 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 should go first? You okay. Um, the the documentary commodore sixty four Revolution has begun crowd crowdfunding. ooh. It is a feature-length documentary on the T-64, looking at its history and cultural impact. Um, it's being done by a professional production company. Um, crowdfunding has been done in Indiegogo. Mm. Um, it's going to be in English. Wow. Um, they are looking for... Um, well, they're planning on making a 100-minute documentary. So... You know, a little under two hours, a forty-minute making of documentary, which is which is a documentary on the documentary, which is almost nice. as long as the documentary, which which Not strikes bad. me as kind of weird. Well, um, that's and it. yeah, and a soundtrack that can be downloaded. Um, so you can Digital find out about releases, that.
2: Blu-ray, DVD, something. I
1: don't think so. It says hundred-minute documentary for download streaming. Ah, too bad,
2: too bad. That was actually something we discussed um, with um, I adore my 64. Right, right, yeah. Where he I'm, was I'm like looking, last
1: minute. I'm looking at the um at the uh Indiegogo page right now, and mm-hmm. I do not see. Mm. Right now, it's 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 early days. Like they they've just begun, mm. and so you know it's it says you know you can sign up for a. Discount or whatever, but there's Mm. no, I don't see any, I don't see any place to, there's a place where you can sign up to, um, get the notification for when they start to, Mm -hmm. um, start to crowdfund, uh, this other thing that I saw made it look like they were already crowdfunding, Mm. but Indiegogo says otherwise, so, um, either way, link will be in the description. So, awesome. So that's that. That'll, that'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I got, which is another startup, um, and was largely crowdfunded and and crowdsourced really, was the the Commander X16, which, if you recall, is you the Apic guys. Yeah, the guys. Um. Um. Like the pet project, you know, like he wanted to build the computer that he wanted to. Build, So it's got, you know, it's a, it's a 6.5 CO2S at 8 megahertz as a CPU, um, running at eight, 8 megahertz, I think I said that, uh, it's got, um, 40K of low RAM, 512K of high RAM, and 64 banks of 8K, it's expandable up to, um, 2 megs. Um, it's Not got a cool. standard Commodore kernel, so we're working with BASIC 2.0. Mm. He 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 made a lot of this very Commodore, um, compatible-ish. You know, like, he uses the Commodore kernel, Commodore BASIC. Um, um, but, but also, it takes a PS2 keyboard and mouse two SNES game ports, um... It's got an IEC compatible disk drive port for, like, a Commodore disk drive. Also, an internal SD card slot. For audio, it's using a YM2151 sound chip. And as well as PCM audio and a PSG waveform generator. Um, Not bad. Multiple output formats, VGA and TSC, a composite, S-video, and RGB. Uh, I, don't see, I don't see anything about pal I see it, it's all in TSE uh, but Vga would be VGA would probably work with pal
2: yeah of course yeah because it's um, it's not differentiating it's 50 yeah, hearts but, regardless yeah or whatever it. hearts your monitor supports
1: yeah. yeah yeah but it says you know everything else is at a fixed resolution of 640 by 480 at <coughs> 60 uh, well actually multiple output formats at a fixed resolution of 640 by 480 at 60 hertz. 60 so hertz. Even, the, even the VGA might be 60 hertz. Mm. But in, Which is but not Europe... too
2: good because um, by law, at least in uh, Europe and stuff, you would have at least uh, 75 hertz to be ergonomic and yeah, yeah. not ASTRA, ice training. I right, don't know right. if I would build a computer that would still have the ice training like the old 80s Commodore 64 and other computers, so at least you should have an ergonomic minimum of 75.
1: Um, oh, my monitor is working at 100.
2: Yeah, well, anyways, 75 is the minimum. Yeah,
1: yeah, but right. Where right. it's
2: considered not flickering for the human eye, yeah. for most people. There yeah. are some hypersensitive people where it has to be higher, but normally, by law. At work, for example, you cannot, you are not allowed to sit at the monitor lower than 75.
1: I, I was one of the, I'm one of the weird people that could see the flickering of the C64 screen. Um, or, or any TV screen, any CRT screen, I can see, I could see the flicker just with my own, my own eyes. Um, and it was annoying, which is why I liked one like, like, flat, this, this is why I don't use actual CRT monitors. I, I've got these these LCD things which still flicker a bit, especially this fucking Amiga monitor which is in interlace mode, so it flickers mm. like a bitch. But still um, better than. than it's native. still better than, okay. than watching that that thing go, you know, down the screen, or you know, the the, the ah, okay. thing get redrawn. Well, then um,
2: then you are one of those people. Yeah, know, yeah. That I just? Mentioned. But
1: um. That's a helicopter. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so but but yeah, it looks like even the VGA is 640 by 40 by 60, mm. which. What but, is but, your
2: personal opinion? Would you have stuck with um, obsolete basic with bugs and stuff? Well, and he, having a VGA connector that is not even um, well considered
1: ergonomic anymore okay, by Okay, Here's my 60 my hearts? opinion on this: is yeah. that with the X16. He wanted to build a machine that that he wanted to build the machine he always wanted to have, right? You know the things that he was missing from a C64 and whatnot growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so in some instances, yes, I do understand keeping the old. You know, it's 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 Commodore ba- Microsoft Basic 2.0 identical to the C64 and Vic 20, but with, with Commodore X 16 extensions.
3: Mm-hmm. So there are,
1: it is extended, um, but. You know, and, and I mean, it's got, you know, expansion slots, you know, a user port it's got an expansion, uh, you know, a, an expansion slot, which I don't know is the same kind of expansion slot as the 64 has. It, there, it, it seems to have a lot of 64 stuff, but. Um, yeah, I would go more the the Mega sixty five route where you've got the old hardware, but it translates to newer video.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because not everyone's going to have that old screen that they can hook it up to. Not everyone's going to have and not
2: and not many TFTs support sixty arts mm-hmm. or fifty
1: or even right, below right, that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, in most monitors, you know, even even a, a, a modern monitor, you know, a 640 by 480 on on my 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 curved Samsung monitor is going to look like crap.
3: Hmm.
1: You know, like like that's that's just
3: yeah. Best, because
2: wait. it's it's used by BIOS screens, boot-ups and stuff. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. But I mean, but still, you know, trying to use yeah. that like an ultra wide or something is, is going to be murder. So, so you know that's, but, and again, not everybody has the the four by three, you know, S video NTSC thing that they can plug it into. Now in Europe, most of the machines can handle both NTSC and PAL. So, mm-hmm. so but only TVs,
2: not the monitors.
1: Right, right, right. So, so you <laughs> you luck out in that respect, but here in the U.S we're stuck with 60 hertz we don't nothing supports 40 or 50 hertz which mm-hmm. is stupid mm-hmm. but except and, you know, that's exceptions. Me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 like my 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 apple uh my uh my cinema display can do 16 can do 50 50 hertz but i also can't plug my c64 into it mm-hmm. so hmm well you know what well, good is it? yeah i see i see um anyway other news? Oh but, but anyway, anyway, yeah. uh, the the there's the helicopter again. <laughs> oh and it says Y V G A instead of posit or HDMI. And he says licensing. It's fairly simple to employ an HDMI device, but we would have to pay license fees to build an actual HDMI output. But VGA you could is-
2: have used composite, which is male well not not very much used in, in Europe. But it still um, has the same resolution and signal possibilities as HDMI.
1: Yeah, he doesn't say anything about um, when they components when they, when they yeah. talk about composite or HDMI. He, he talks all about HDMI, but nothing about composite. No, um, I mean component. No, 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 composite. Like like the C64. Yeah. C64 had composite. It's basically S video. I know.
2: Yeah, yeah. C64.
1: But but S component no no. Had. Component no. has extra. S video
2: is, is still a bit better than composite.
1: Yes, but component is is basically HDMI in different wires.
2: I know, I know, yeah. That's why um, I mentioned it. Yeah, If right, it's right. about uh, licensing, why using not an equal, an equalized output that has the same output quality? You know, I mean, I mean. Okay, in Europe the only device that ever had it was the PlayStation Two, <laughs> but yeah. never mind. You can still get you can still get the cable, and even if you don't have the right cable, you can just use an audio video yeah, plug right,
1: right, right, yeah.
2: and just recolor the wires.
1: Yeah, but so you yeah. can get the um, you can get the the Commander X sixteen Developer Edition for three hundred and fifty dollars from Texelec. Uh, You can also um, get the upgrade for thirty-five dollars. A keyboard for thirty-five. A mouse for thirteen. It's just a a PS2 mouse, so I don't know why that's. It's just a piece of PS2 keyboard, so. Mm, Yeah, and and
2: USB is actually not having licensing issues, I guess.
1: Yes, power supply is twelve dollars. There's an expansion port prototype card for seven to thirteen dollars. Um it's 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 again it, we we again fall into the the mega 65 or the Commodore 65 hole where you've got this new machine but there's no uh, support for new hardware <laughs> well, No 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 support not, not, not support for new hardware but there's no software ecosystem mm, that's also a problem you know, it's like I, I desperately want a C65 or a Mega sixty five. Mega sixty five people. I'm still I'm still waiting. <laughs> um, but but again, there's no there's a very small um software library for it. So it's going to sit on a desk and do nothing for ninety percent of the time. Because mm-hmm. what what are you going to do with it? What's what's the you know what can you do with the machine? You know. Because there's no because it, it you know, it was a prototype that sat in in mothballs for years. Now they've brought it back and they've they've developed an actual machine out of it, but but there's a helicopter again.
3: Yeah.
1: It's one of those days. They're just doing circles around my house. No problem. Um but but yeah, there's just no no um no uh infrastructure for it and that's that discourages one from from buying you know or or from Mm -hmm. really getting into it because because you have to start that from scratch you got to make your own software from scratch and if you want to do anything Mm -hmm. and and if i want to do something on the computer i can pretty much do it already because i've got a modern esque machine true true Hmm. Yeah, well, that's. But we'll put the link life. to where you can get that. Yeah, right. we'll, put, we'll put the link to where you can get that, and 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 the specs and all that stuff. Um, and it all says right. that the yeah, shipping will begin at the end of February. Nice,
2: no, that's pretty soon. Not yeah. bad. Anyway, other news. Um, Giant Software and John Deere announced a corporation to release farming fun for children, which is also called Farming Simulator Kids. So yeah, actually, Farming Simulator Kids is like a kids version of Farming Simulator that's going to be released. Um,
1: well, Amongst uh, the Switch, farming all... fun for children sounds yeah 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 the, like the worst thing ever. Farming
2: Simulator Kids is called as I said, and they announce farming fun for children. That's the tagline, and uh, it's suited as suited for all ages, and it's coming spring 2024, and has um, play, um, agriculture and variety of mini games and education and entertainment for the little ones, experiencing the value to produce.
1: So basically, it's nothing like the original um, farming simulator. It's it's something completely different. They're just taking the farming simulator name on to get kids interested. Turn them into the farmers of tomorrow. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Someone's got Feature highlights the
2: child-friendly graphics, music, and sound effects.
1: What is direct- a child-friendly graphic?
2: Like Fortnite? I always considered Fortnite to be more
1: child like graphic. As as a as a person who was once a child, mm. I liked real more realistic graphics.
2: That's why I prefer to play PUBG and not Fortnite.
1: Yeah, and but anyway, and, but, other... but as I've gotten older, I've gone to appreciate the 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 chintier graphics, but nice. but when I was a kid, I wanted that stuff to look real. I
2: know, I know. Anyway, multiple locations to explore: farm, barn, market, and more.
1: Whatever that is. Um. Well, what, what was it again? Farm,
2: barn, market, farm? and
1: more. Barn, yeah. So barns where you keep the the cows and chickens and stuff.
2: Ah, and farm is a farm,
1: and market
2: yeah. and more. Market
1: is where you sell the stuff that you yeah. grow. Yes. Yeah. And you, you know, that's where you grow your corn yeah. and your, your your beef. I guess is that's what you yeah. keep in your in your. We're making gameplay to a game that we've never seen before.
2: Other highlights. So to Ten yourself. Plus crops to plants and harvest. 75 plus foot items, 100 plus objects and other items, vehicles and tools sen- by John sen- Deere.
1: Sen- center yourself.
2: Center myself? Ah.
1: Yes, yes. You're 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 off the screen. Okay. There's the helicopter again.
2: Ooh. Never mind. Never mind. I anyway. After this, until. And, tell and then stuff. there oh. is domestic and wild animals to befriend and care for.
1: Wait lawful what characters wild, and- wild animals to befriend? Yes. That's I'm good. Sorry, right? but if there's if there is a if you've got like a coyote or something stalking your herds, you're not gonna befriend that coyote.
2: <laughs> well, lawful characters and animals to meet.
1: They're teaching kids just to go out in the woods and get themselves killed when they try to <laughs> like make friends with well, a fucking bear. Oh look, activities it's a black bear. Like, I have made friends with them in the game.
2: Activities like file, file, field, field tasks, driving vehicles, gardening, and making sandwiches. The making sandwiches is very important. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so little little John knows how to make sandwiches.
1: Oh, the Lordy. Oh, God. Uh, I hope I, you're making sandwiches out of your the farm animals that you have on site, that you've grown to love. Yeah. Achievement system
2: and video <laughs> creator. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, this press release was not done by Giants, but by John Deere.
1: Okay. Just
2: to point it out.
1: Okay. This reminds yeah. me a lot of of the fact of the of the moment that I realized that that Pokemon is basically just just like like an animal fighting ring. Mm-hmm. You're capturing animals and making them fight each other. I know. That's like that's terrible. I know. We outlawed like chicken fights and stuff because of that, and dog fights and yeah, stuff. Dog yeah, dog fights and whatnot. Yeah, and now I'm out there. Uh. I'm not there, you know, capturing you know electric mice to make them fight fucking dragons, and and <laughs> that just seems unfair somehow. And you dope them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you, and you keep them in a tiny egg. <laughs> anyway, I they thought ball. you would
2: like the press announcement, so
1: that's why I yeah. that's yes, why I mentioned.
2: I, it. I, I thoroughly
0: enjoyed it's it.
1: hilarious. It's hilarious. That was thoroughly enjoyable.
2: Yeah. Anyway, other not so funny news. Um Dana Zidurenko was interviewed I'm by Hacker hacker noon about woman in tech. Uh,
3: Dana I Zyduren-
2: you saw I that? Saw yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dana Zidurenko, the co founder of GameTree that we had um recently as mm-hmm. a guest. And um yeah. So she is now running around. Um, investing time and energy to promote more
1: women in gaming. Awesome! That's yeah. excellent. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's one of our um, one of our better guests. I feel like uh, that we had um, it was her her well, and somebody else right? weren't
2: all our guests awesome? Yes, but
1: but but uh, I believe I believe it was it was her and somebody else that we we interviewed, right? Yeah, John Uke. Yes, right, right, yeah, and, and, but I mean, I'm just saying it was one of our better interviews, and it it was a good product, and she was a good guest, and. Um, Definitely. Yeah, yeah, we wish her all the best, yeah, I believe we're going to do a follow-up uh, later on down the road, but she may be too, too big for us to do a follow-up next time.
2: Anyway, anyway, it motivated me to in, in invite uh, Women there in Gaming, are. the organization, to our podcast.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, so let's
1: see. I thought I thought. Oh, what well, what just happened? So, I don't know. You 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 just my, my camera. My camera.
2: You, the camera just switched. Yeah.
1: I'm back now. Um, that's that's good. I thought I thought I thought for a minute you were just saying you were going to invite women no. in gaming. It's called women in yeah, gaming. That's yeah. the that's, name that's of the that's organization. A good, that's a good invite. That that's a good invite. Just inviting our You, you should you
2: should you should have. Copy in your inbox.
1: By the way, I, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm 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 still. I, just, I just, as mentioned, I just crawl out of bed. So we no, don't. No. We don't. Never mind.
2: You were shocked about the good news. Okay. Yeah, okay. We,
1: we don't record these intros. Um. Um, <laughs> um. We we don't we don't we don't record these um, concurrently to when we do the podcast. So uh, I guess you haven't figured that out by now. So, so sometimes, sometimes it's weird. There were it's weird times when we're doing interviews or or intros, and today is a kind of last minute um, True. intro True. thing.
3: Exactly. That we, yeah.
1: That, that that I I hadn't planned on until ten minutes before the intro started. All right. Let me let me, let me explain to people that 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 I have a I have to do something at a normal time that we would record. So I said, hey, can we do it an hour too early? Yerk's like I've got I got to do physical therapy so I can only do it at this time and I woke up and looked at my phone and saw that and was like <laughs> ten, <"That's> minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes from now so let me g- rapidly jump in the shower get dressed run downstairs and start an intro with 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 almost no no preparation
2: awesome yeah well gonna do what I gotta do anyway uh, but um well
1: I I, I enjoyed this Wonderful, wonderful. Especially the parts where you where you talk about the helicopter three times. Um. Well, I mean, this this is a thing that happens every so often where where I, I'm pretty sure they're just training. Mm. And I, I live near an airport, which is which is you know which is good. But. Mm. Um, the helicopter people, they I, I think I'm pretty sure they're practicing and they just do circles around the airport. Right, right. It happens to go over my house. And so there right. is a phone number that I have that I can call and tell them to stop fl- stop flying your damn helicopter over my house and they will. But they didn't start until after we started recording. So, oh,
2: you can actually call them. Okay. Yes,
1: yes. And I will record them because it annoys me when they do this over and over all day. Here, here comes they again. have to do but it at guess. some point. They have to do it at some point. Here he comes they? again. Yeah, we hear it. Anyway,
2: but do they, well, but they can do it. it
1: in the other. They can do it in the other direction. They can do it where it's not over my house. Okay. And then the other people call them in the other direction, and then they're yeah, the other direction, direction is businesses and stuff. There's nothing. Mm. in farms. There's nothing. Nobody over cares. Yeah. Okay.
2: Hmm. Little little annoyed. H a.
1: um Yeah. yeah. Don't like they helicopters. I'm a, I'm a I'm I'm a plane guy. I'm an airplane guy. Helicopters.
3: Ah.
1: We had we had an one of those you know those uh, autogyros. It's it's like a plane, but the the pro the uh, it looks like a heli- helicopter, but the um, the wing is actually the prop on top, which mm-hmm. is mostly unpowered. Um, one of them crashed here a couple weeks ago in the, wow. at the airport really badly, and I think I think somebody died. They were gonna oh. have an air show, and they ended up getting canceled because of that. Whoa. Anyway, so, I like both. I like helicopters as well. I've never i riding in a helicopter is cool. I don't like the noise they make, and I don't like flying them. Hmm. Did you ever try flying them? Yes. Okay. Anyway, I, I flew. I flew a Cessna. Uh, uh, a uh, Cessna one seventy two, a uh, Cessna one fifty, uh, a Piper Cherokee Archer. Those uh, are and those are helicopters. Those, those are, no, those are single engine planes. Cessna, yeah, but I
2: asked if you're. Cessna
1: four hundred two, which is a double a twin engine. And I tried a helicopter. They there was a helicopter on the uh, at the airport, and they're like, "You want to try it?" And I'm like, "Sure." So, I, I messed around with the helicopter, and I don't like it because the controls are completely not what i wanted it's i mean it's 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 if i if i was into helicopters and 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 wanted to invest the time into really learning to, to how to how to do it it's it would be probably easier than a plane try. but i also just don't like i i, I don't know I, I don't know i just i like i like airplanes. i've got i've got i've got have got an airplane thing i like airplanes awesome. helicopters like a ball with a with a with a with a prop Although forms. I have, and I have mixed feelings on those autogiros that look like helicopters but act like planes, mm-hmm. because I think anyway, ultra lights. Anyway, only before, they ultralights. Anyway, before before we
2: lose flight. track of time, let's let's move on.
1: Yes, um, sorry, sorry.
2: Other other news: Flashback Two has been released on November sixteenth, um, apart a to other platforms, also on on Steam. Flashback is one of those retroscoped games with awesome graphics released for Amiga and PC back in the 90s. And the Mega Drive, by the way. And the Super Nintendo. uh, Was very, very, very successful. Uh, Technically uh, um, um, a marvelous um, thing. Hmm. So now there's Flashback 2. So another... Retro game fi- uh, finding success hopefully in a follow up. Nice. Yeah. And also, last but not least, my final news for today: Telltale
1: Games. Oh, our good guy! I thought they closed down. I thought they. Sh- I thought they. 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 they did. It. They did, but they were
2: re-created by refounded by an investment company in 2019, and they released their first adventure game since they were oh. reborn, and that was actually um, The Expanse, a Telltale series, mm, which, the, is interesting, the which is interesting because despite its name, they are not the studio, they are the publisher
3: okay okay
2: yeah Uh, the studio was actually a deck nine and and before they they released on steam they have been a four month epic store exclusive and it sold pretty badly on the epic store Mm -hmm. because nobody likes the epic store Except for playing Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
1: Um, I've got something else on the Epic Store that I, I play. What, 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 yeah, what, what, well, I play? they have their free games every weekend, but oh, still. No, it's not a free game. It's something that I purchased. Mm. Um, let, me, let, me, let me let me, just see, because I don't often. Mm. You're right. I don't often open the Epic Store, but mm. of course, this could be an update.
2: Uh, it's always taking long for the Epic Store to load. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, something that I purchased on it. On the
2: bad side of the news, they recently fired or let go almost all of the staff. Of who? Telltale Games. Oh, I thought they had done this a long time ago. Nope, just recently. Oh, okay. I mean, with the new recreated company from 2019.
1: Right, right. You know,
2: and which is sad because. Of course, press asked, like, "How about the Wolf Among Us 2?" That was announced to be released. Mm. The Wolf Among Us was their um, one of their most successful right. adventure games, and there they said it's still coming out. None of the games we are currently working on are canceled or or on hold, which is questionable. If it's also said that most of the staff were let go.
1: Yeah, really. So who is left to, the to one finish guy. the games? You know? The one guy that's finishing everything up. Probably like that. Yeah. Yeah. And now I got to sign into Epic Games. Because apparently... Right. Uh,
2: um. <clears throat> anyway.
1: It that's a it. That's password I don't normally use. Also, yeah. also it's a gyrocopter is is the is the thing that I was uh, that oh. cra- that crashed. Nice.
2: Okay. Good. Uh, well, I got to go now. So that's it. Hang, hang on, hang on,
1: hang Yeah, let me uh let me um enter my password so I can tell you what else I play on the Epic's game account. Um, my library. Let's see. Library. M library. Library. There, there we go. M Not, there's nothing in my library. You see. God Galaxy. Nice. That's all I've got on there. Yeah. What? Maybe I'm thinking of something different.
2: Perhaps. Anyway, I got to go now. So I only
1: got one thing there. Anyway. Oh, well,
2: let's jump to Jens Wichering, talking about parking world.
1: Yes. The world of parking. The world of parking, which is more than just parking. Awesome. Yeah, it's a world of parking. Parking world. Okay. This went off the rails. Today we have
2: another guest in our podcast. And today it's actually Jens Wichtering. One of the co-founders of Binary Impact, a software studio that I read, um, has been founded in '87 under a different name, though.
0: Yes. Uh, well, it was still a software company, but uh, there was no mentioning of games in '87.
1: Uh, nice. What did I you uh, What did you start doing in '87?
0: Uh, me, probably nothing. No, I mean the, uh, the the
1: company rather. The company, the
0: company just did like like uh frame frameworks for for banking solutions on um mainframe servers.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, yeah. So so totally different thing. Um, that a was bit. in uh, that was my father and my mother who who founded the company oh. and in. In uh, 2016, my father wanted to stop and dissolve the company. And me and my partner, Sebastian, we wanted to found a company. So in the end, we thought, oh, it would be much less court cost (laughs) uh, and additional fees if we just take over the mantle of the company. And so my father did not have to dissolve anything and we did not have to basically found anything. So it was just handed over. And uh, yeah, we continued from there under a new name, now Binary Impact, but that's the thing, you have a registration number and people can Google that and they will find and they want to know, so we, we that happened, it was like Consos, now it's Binary Impact and... Ah. Uh,
2: well, actually, I just looked up your about us page. I didn't Google it, so <laughs> well, but I took. I, to Google took that, the, I heard. <laughs> I I took the even easier route. Um, anyway, today we will not be talking about um, business software, but about a game that is announced for next year by your company, and it's actually called uh, Parking World. Yes. Yeah. And the interesting thing there I found is your publisher is actually Aerosoft, who is also known for all those other kinds of simulation games. Um, for example, I already own a license of City Driving, which oh, <laughs> is which which is also one of the games they publish. So quite quite
1: interesting. So what is, what is City Driving? If you if you don't
2: oh, mind? City Driving is actually. Um, is actually by a Russian software company that yeah. um, also does um, in the business world real driving simulators for driving okay. schools okay. around the okay. world, and okay. they made a home version for for your average gaming PC, and um, actually, um, a few years back they decided instead of self-publishing, also go over Steam and transfer the um, the publishing to Aerosoft via Steam. So, yeah, anyway. So, um, Aerosoft is this way not only active in Germany, but
1: as is, as I said, also but it, but with other... But it's just other... like, like real-time driving through a city.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, like I said, a, a, a home software version of the
1: business... Um, I love, I love the simulator things that are like that are like farming simulator and and yeah. and yeah. you know like a, like yeah. Euro Truck or whatever where it's just like you're doing a thing, right? right. But city <laughs> driving, city driving
2: is more serious because yeah, yeah. normally their software is used in those big ten thousands oh, of euros expensive yeah. driving simulators, you know, with the hydraulics and stuff. So yeah, anyway,
1: right.
2: so we are approaching a bit
1: off. From the parking simulator. So there's driving and there's parking. You got to do both. Right, (laughs) right. Right.
0: Well, if you're looking for a simulator, you will be a little bit disappointed. Uh, Well, actually, you have to build and manage a parking garage.
1: Um, oh, but that, that's what the
0: game is about. So it's it's more like a city builder, but instead of the city, you just build the parking garage.
1: <laughs> okay, that makes so much more sense. Because I was like, wow. Like I mean, before this, I was secretly thinking to myself, I was like, I was like, wow, a game. I'm based yeah, around something that I don't that? like. <laughs> yeah, like a, a game based entirely around things I don't like.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that, that's the thing about the, the topic, because everyone has a story about parking. If you yeah. have a car or not, if you have a driver's license or not, you have a story about parking. So, And th- this is where we want to, to basically connect with the players uh, to see if you can manage it better in the end. <laughs>
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more like football simulator, but um, about parking houses.
0: I'm not familiar with football simulator, maybe. but maybe,
1: uh, maybe I, a theme park simulator or yeah, like yeah, maybe, tycoon like, or something.
0: Like, yeah, like like Planet Coaster or something. Yeah, that that's more.
1: Mm. Mm.
3: Okay. Okay.
0: So the, well, the simulation part is only that. Uh, of course, there you have a. a multitude of jobs you have to do in your parking garage, like, uh, for example, cleaning, but instead of of just uh, having to hire someone and see it being done, you can also jump in and do it yourself. So that is the the little simulation part in there, but basically it's a management game.
2: So now the question is, of course, how did you get the idea to make such a kind of managing slash simulation game?
0: The the whole idea came from an industry pre- project we did for uh, VW, um, uh, namely for 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 the Audi group. Um, we built an editor for them, uh, which they used to build parking garages and export the data to train AI for autonomous parking.
3: Oh! And
0: at the at the end of the project, we could build a parking garage and export it for their uh, so they can use it for the data's Um, yeah they they did not want to send out a measurement team to to measure a real existing garage because that's way more expensive than just build it on your desk so that was their idea and at the end one of the teams said Uh, And, you know, if if now one of the streets or every street cost like five euro, then we would have a game. And everyone was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) So the idea was born to make it into a management game.
2: Wow. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Especially if, if I look back, your previous games were like VR games or, you know, a platformer challenging games like Beam. So this is actually a totally different type of game that you are doing compared to what you did before in the game sector.
0: Yes. That's correct. <laughs> awesome. Um, you know we we do a lot of industry projects. So so the skills are all over the board some some here some there some we are training some educational software what, whatever. And uh, so we we feel we are totally capable of just switching up the genre like like this. And uh, we want to keep doing that. So uh, basically, you can never expect the type of game we want to make next. So.
2: <laughs> Which is interesting because in the podcast, over the years, we interviewed a lot of um, studios and developers, and a lot of developers say they want to stay in a diff in, in a certain genre because they know they are good in that genre and they don't have to fear that they are missing something because they are not familiar with the typical, um, well, things that make the genre work. And so they would um, have an impact in um, financial gain because of low sales and so on. So so you have a different approach. As I said, you never know, what John will we step into next, you you more like the challenge of branching into new eras. Yes, and
0: eras. Uh, the, the point you make is totally fair. Yeah, but um, I also feel like like uh, it's 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 better for the team to branch out to to see something beyond of what you already did. Um, basically, yeah, to 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 yeah, to make some new experiences. if If that works out, we will have to see. <laughs> um, for us, the game is not only um, the game itself, it's also like our portfolio of of what we can do in the industry world. Um so yeah, we we did like a a, a precision platformer. But in the end, it showed that we can do, uh, because that was done with the Unity Standard Pipeline uh, before HDRP. And if you gave the game a look, um, it was to show that we can program custom lighting and all those jazz, um, which we did for, for, for that game. Um, yeah, as also as portfolio to to tell people, yeah, we can actually do what we say we can do. <laughs>
2: interesting so it's it's actually like a demo for your abilities also for the business side for the business software side of your company so yeah I, to complement each other
0: yeah, we, the... we, we like to, to to stand not only on one column, if, if that is an expression.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure.
0: Um, yeah. We, we want to, to branch out as much as, as we can. So not only did we make a game out of that, we also made like two custom asset packs that we made for the game, but we are now also selling on the asset store uh, with a... Uh, with a couple of shaders made for that and and so on. So we are not reliant on on the game being successful. the The studio will survive if the game sells or not. And that is very, very important for me um, because the first priority is always to have the the uh, employees paid. That that is what I want to have and I want to sleep good with that. <laughs> so
2: Which is actually good because if you look at the market, especially the game industry has a lot of higher and fire and sometimes the studios on the edge of closing because the last title didn't do well. Yeah. So it's it's good to have a foothold in two industries, actually two sections at once.
0: And if if you are a game developer and you you want to work for us, you need to be prepared to also do industry work. But um, that that is the give and take we can offer. But we noticed even the the most passionate uh, game developers l- really like their salary at the end of the month. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. But whatever pays the bills, right? Yeah. But but um, I mean. I had a look it's also interesting to see you also switch publishers uh, depending on the genre yes um, so you you are very uh, focused on making sure you have the right partner for the for the uh, kind of game you are releasing
0: yes uh, i th- i think well, when my car is broken i will bring it to the shop and I, I will bring it to a shop that is specialized in my car. So why not apply the same logic here? Uh, as you mentioned, AeroSoft did a lot of uh, simulator games and games exactly like this, even tycoon games. So mm-hmm. they seem like a very good publisher for us. And uh, yeah, with with Copra Teku that is a different story. Beam started as self-published, which also um, told uh, or we got the experience from that that we never want to do that again <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: uh, same logic applies with the car bring, uh, to the shop we are not publishers we cannot do that we don't know how to um, but we had a, um, a bit of, of uh, help with a company um, that is actually the the mother company of now this publisher because they made a publishing label. And when they started off, I, I told them, hey, if you, if you want, uh, maybe it would benefit us both. Uh, we get a publisher and you get your first game that's basically already finished without any uh, investment of yours um, uh, in your portfolio. And that was a win-win for both sides. And that's why we are with Corporateco now. <laughs>
2: Interesting, interesting. Um, I also saw in your press release on your homepage um, that was actually regarding Gamescom this year that um, you have been part of the state booth of um, Rheinland Palatine organized by GameUp. Yes. Um, That's the software and games forum for games developers. So it's kind of a partnership For PR
0: Um, well um, some states have their own booth it's like a group booth on Gamescom so they uh, the booth we had there that was yeah it was perfect really cool looking and uh, to be honest we could never pay for that ourselves so it was a good deal to to come there and um, to take part in the politics. We we are already invested in, in local politics to to push forward game funding and um, such things here in Germany. So yeah, we, we were glad to be part of that. And that was a mutual beneficial deal as well. <laughs> and awesome. we want to be with them next year on Gamescom too.
2: Awesome. All right. Um... So so now let's now let's um talk a bit about the gameplay. So what's the typical well I guess what's the typical game action you can expect? You you mentioned the managing part. Oh,
0: yeah, well you example. have you have to build and manage the the uh, simulation. So um the the first scenario will be something like what what everyone already experienced uh, like the festival parking on a just with uh, some students and uh, hectically doing this so uh, that would be like the the first scenario you have to manage and the late game would be something like the airport parking where you have a lot different needs from different people going there you have the long-term parking you have park and ride you have the people who are on the clock because they just want to leave something there and they want to be out before they have to pay. That's usually like 5 or 10 minutes. So if they come to a traffic jam, they will be really unsatisfied uh, because then they have to pay. So um, yeah, you have to juggle all this. And uh, basically the core game loop works like you, you build the garage or your parking environment and uh, cars will come and while they are in your parking environment they will experience things good things bad things and at the end of the day they will give you a rating uh, i don't know between one and five let's say between one and five and the the worse your rating is um the less cars will come and uh, the better your rating is more cars will come but well, when more cars come you may have traffic jams so that will result in in a uh, worse uh, Ratings, so less cars will come. So you have to manage this and stay afloat if you Hmm. drop Hmm. below zero with the money you you lost
1: (laughs) Okay, interesting point out that the uh, designers of Newark Liberty International Airport in New Jersey should really take a look at this game for (laughs) tips because their parking situation is abysmal (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's the point with when I say everyone has a story. And uh,
3: mm.
0: I think we will, we, not I think I know, we will also add a, a sandbox mode where people can try to build their own uh, parking garage or maybe then the ones they, they experience. And also we, uh, our scenarios as well as the save files are uh, serialized the same way. So um, at the end, you will have like a, a encoded text file, which you can upload then to the Steam Workshop and make your own scenarios. So uh, modding a scenario will be possible
2: from day one. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, mod- the modding scene is sometimes hated and loved by publishers or game developers alike. I mean, some say we don't give any support to the game as As soon as you have any mods installed, other other um, studios actually support modders and like it. I mean, we had we had the, on the podcast we had farming simulators who, um, f- farming simulator is um, they are really um, emphasizing on the modding ability. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you are one of those good, good companies that support <laughs> modding of their game, you know.
0: I think it's really short-sighted to not support it. Yeah, of course, you might not be able to give support to to a crashed game when, when mods exactly. are involved because you, you don't know what code is introduced to your game. Exactly How, how exactly. could you? Yeah. But uh, to make the game open for mods, um, that seems to me like a well-decision because uh, it will give replayability um unlimited so yeah
1: it increases the longevity because yes 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 because it's uh, not just the core game anymore it's 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 you know
0: and and not not uh, exactly the same region but for the game we did before for beam uh we mm-hmm. noticed that there are some speedrunners going on that and that that was the same thing for me um we have no mods for beam, but what we have we supported the speedrunners as well as we could like adding to the game code We added something like they use this software live split to 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 um, measure their times and we, we uh, Made an auto pause for live split when you have live split running in the game code So when the game loads a level it will pause your timer
2: hmm. Awesome awesome
0: it's the same uh to have speedrunners going to your game it's like a badge of honor because they spend yeah. hours and hours and hours <laughs> running your game and streaming it it's a, a basically free advertising so of course we want to support mm-hmm. it and it's the same goes with with mods you have people who do the mods who who will then advertise their mods which which will advertise your game uh i i see no reason to not support mods for your game
2: but but I read that um, that competi- competition games, or um, speedrunner games, the, the, they have one thing that is important. And that is that such games are working on a vi- vi- variety of hardware, and are very good optimized. So um, games that only work on the latest hardware or are very badly optimized um and need a fast computer would not be selected by speed runners because you wouldn't have you wouldn't be able to compare the game progress um because because not everybody has the latest hardware so yeah. I guess this optimization problem is a thing on top if you want um your game to be speed runnable.
0: Um, I think there, there is more to a game being speedrunnable. Um, I think, first, the, the inclusion of an in-game timer will solve all, a lot of your, your performance issues if you add this. Um, also, I think the game is... I'm not a speedrunner, I'm just guessing here. But <laughs> okay. I think the, the game is, is more enjoyable if the things you have to do to complete your speedrun are skill-based and not random. If they're random, there might be a lot of frustration. But if it's skill-based, you only have yourself to blame to ruin your run. Um, mm-hmm. For for the optimization part, we and we will do this for the next game as well. We did some community streams where you when you had the game, you could come to the chat and tell us about a bug. We would with live we would look into the games files to see if we can find the bug and maybe solve it and explain what went wrong why that happened and uh, yeah that uh, (laughs) people really liked that even if we could not solve the bug it 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 gave people an opportunity to to be heard um because they saw a developer uh, in front of the camera of the stream um speaking with them about their issue and even if it remained unsolved they uh, yeah they they had a good feeling because they were hurt Mm
3: -hmm.
2: this is a good approach because most uh, publishers or game developers um, i've noticed use are using early access on steam for that you know live streaming i didn't hear so much about live streaming debug sessions
3: (laughs) You know? Yeah, uh,
0: I, I think the the early access is a little bit tainted nowadays. Uh, too yeah. many companies uh, abused the feature, and I see it in in myself. I I rather not buy an early access title. Better wait a few months, see if they are still on it or not. Yeah, right,
3: right.
0: Yeah, and. Uh, the, the live streaming of, of debugging sessions it can be an easy thing, an easy win. Like, okay, we have a missing collider somewhere. Okay, let's add a collider and call it a day. Um, but sometimes there were really nutcrackers there, so <laughs> we had to really think about it. And it's sometimes you have to you have to tell them, okay, that's that's more than I can do on a live stream. I really need my my peace and quiet to think about this, um, and they understand so. It's it's up to you how how you sell it basically in your stream mm-hmm. I guess.
2: Interesting, interesting. So now we now we learn there's a lot more to 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 this game than just um, be better at parking afterwards. <laughs>
3: you
0: know? We are not we are not entirely sure if if you can drive the cars, but we want to have it as basically we. We do not feel comfortable in in implementing a whole like uh, physically correct driving simulation in there, but uh, I think it could be fun to drive around in your own parking garage yeah yeah um, so on a basic level we we thinking about implementing a feature like this, but even with a name like this, it's not about the parking
3: itself. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, that was another thing I was thinking of before this. I was like, so does it just kind of plop you into a parking spot? Like, and like, okay, park between those two cars. Like, because I'll never, I'll never beat this game because I can't parallel park. Really?
0: And and, and there is a game like this for, for, I think for Android. Uh, It's a, ah, what was the name? uh, It's also something like, like parking, parking world something or, Ultimate, ultimate parking world or something like this and uh, there you can do exactly this you you need to park the car
1: that sounds horrible I'm looking it up
0: <laughs> that yeah. sounds horrible let's download it
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not downloading I just want to I'm just looking it up I mean
2: wasn't I mean um I think there is a game called on Steam be better at park yeah yeah. there is a game you suck at port uh, you suck at parking and that's actually also available for the PC. And I remember that because last year we interviewed them at Gamescom. So there are <laughs> nice. so
1: many. There are so many parking games. Yeah. On on, so. on, on Android, and it's and it's given me. Yeah. It's given me anxiety.
3: Yeah,
2: I'm but close you,
1: suck, this right now. you suck
2: at parking. More I like do. A, you suck at parking. Is more like an action game, you know. Yeah. Um. Whoever. Whoever parks first wins, you know. So it's about speed, not about not about being accurate and good in parking. Just okay. just try not to um well to forget to break and fall into into the sky or something, you know. So it's more like this kind of action game. That's well at one.
0: least so far we are the only management game for parking.
2: Yeah. I mean, sounds so, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Which is also interesting because most of the games by Aerosoft are more like uh, like um, bus, bus simulator where you are driving or, well, or city, city driving where you actually drive in a car. So there are less simulators, you know.
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, cool. maybe we will do a, a simulator next. We, we don't know. Uh, it might happen. Mm. That, that would be a real simulator, but uh, mm. that would be the project after
2: uh, Parking World. Can you spill some beans already, or is it super secret yet?
0: I think it will have to do something with trains.
1: Mm. Oh. You're gloves you're trains. Okay.
0: But, trains? But you're, mm. you're, but you're not oh, you like on trains. the train.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, interesting.
2: Mm. Mm. I mean... I mean there is train simulator by Microsoft, so you would have some competition there.
1: If yeah, you were know, going to be on the train though. So that that leads me to believe it would be more of a like a train management or, or possibly like like a layout sort of lay down the tracks.
0: Well there is a spe- specific job that uh has to be done daily um in the railway. But uh we maybe oh, we will uh, talk about it next Gamescom, oh, so I think,
1: <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about.
0: Uh
2: huh. managing the the, the the timetable and the tracks and so
0: on
1: uh, on the board, perhaps.
0: I don't know.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm okay. not. Guess as not, good as mine. So
1: <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I know I know people that have worked in trains. So oh, okay. Yes, some some
2: knowledge advantage yeah, ahead yeah. of ahead of me. Okay, interesting, interesting. Nice, nice. So um. So on on Steam it says it's planned for next year. So how much of the game is progressed yet?
0: Um, I think a, most of the boilerplate is done. So uh, the the underlying systems are well on the way, and uh, we're now actually plugging together the gameplay. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we. Um, in the in the early pro, uh, project phases we we uh, were looking to to nail down all the performance issues so right now we had a uh, post on twitter that you can you can look that up if you want <laughs> where well, we uh, showed a simulation of a performance of pathfinding for pedestrians and we can simulate like uh, what was it around 2700 parking spots
3: Oh. uh
0: with uh there were 600 agents trying to find their way through that and we had path calculation in under 3 milliseconds. awesome wow yeah so that you'd... was uh, uh like really uh uh for us the, the team was really hype on that uh, for i i guess for people not looking into programming that is like okay what what the fuck did he just say but <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it it really fast and it works uh, multi-threaded. So you even even if they don't find the way immediately, you will just see the model of the pedestrian like looking for the way. But mm. uh, you will not see a stutter in the graphics.
2: Cool. I mean, in the latest Need for Speed Unbound. I actually was the one that found a bug in the pathfinding of pedestrians when you are in a car and there is a a street crossing, and and the the person, the pedestrian, who tries to to cross the street in front of your car, for some, for some reason thought that they are hitting the car and and. In, in the middle of the street, they actually turn back and make an animation like, like you hit them with a the car, despite you didn't. So I know how how, how that is if that pathfinding doesn't work. So the pedestrian never managed to to get to get over the street, to cross the street,
1: you know? Did you end up running him over? No, no, no. Um, I would have just run his ass over. I He's think, not going to get I out think, of the way.
2: I think after five minutes and like 20 fails um the the ai the ai actually managed to cross the street
3: oh okay but
2: okay. but i made a screen recording of the times where it failed and sent it to AI uh, to ea and they actually fixed it in the uh, day one patch so
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well you know we are not ea so uh we will not have the the biggest qa so i guess you will find bugs in our game as well um and for our simulation uh, you have a lot of edge cases when you speak about confined spaces and cars so uh you can you can make a soft lock that would be mathematically very hard to solve with just three cars trying to park and uh, our our pathfinding is completely mathematical. So hmm. there is no okay. pre baked animation in the parking animation.
2: Ah, I so see, that I is see, solved on the spot. I see.
0: But that also means that at some point there will be those edge cases and those uh, soft locks. So what we did was we paused the agents and after. I think it was like five or ten seconds. We just brute force solve it. So that means that the cars will pass through each other mm. um, because, in the end, it was more important to keep the simulation running um, right. than give all the compute power to solve this soft lock there.
3: Of course, and of
0: uh, course. I think we will make that into a feature. So when this situation occurs, uh, we will just make like like bubbles above their heads with like. <laughs>
1: uh, do, like, some, do, some do like the Friends episode with the couch.
0: very realistic.
1: <laughs> yeah, do it like the Friends episode with the couch, where he's yelling "pivot, pivot," trying to yeah. get the thing up the stairs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean,
2: I mean, I have to apologize. I, I worked, I worked in, um, in software testing, so it's, it's just something. I I instantly notice if there's a bug somewhere and I most likely find it, you know, that's just me. That's um, happens all the time
3: yeah I, I, I,
0: I don't expect to be bug free, but I expect okay. the game to be
3: uh, finishable
1: <laughs> if well, you and, had... and and some games I mean you look at games that are you know that have some bugs in them. I mean the entire games have been built around just being completely like goat Simulator is just one giant bug. <laughs> yeah and and I mean that was a huge game, you know like just because nothing works right. You know, it's like that's that's the kind of thing where like like games like that. You know, you can kind of benefit from the bugginess.
3: Mm. Uh,
0: for for Beam, the players discovered a way to make a wall jump, even though we did not code any wall jumps. Oh, so they they made it happen. I don't. Uh, I wow. think one of one one of the developers actually wrote a fix for that, um, but we did not publish the fix because it would ruin the speedrunner's pathing. So we kept it in and now it's a feature. It's a, it's a set of, of near frame perfect inputs. And if they use it to jump out of the map, so what? Then they jumped out of the map. The game is totally solvable without the wall jump. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's a little feature or it was a bug. Now it's a feature mm. that makes the game more interesting for yeah. for speedrunning. And uh, so we kept it.
2: <laughs> it's, it's actually something Sega did with Sonic Frontiers. Actually, speedrunners found a bug, um, like where you could uh, do wall clipping out of the boundaries of the world. And Sega would fix this in an update and they would find new ways to 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 get around the limitation you know so that can also be a battle you know developer company against speedrunners.
3: runners
0: you know? <laughs> and, 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 and no no I, I i don't like that scenario at this point i would try to get in touch with the community and ask them what do you want do you want uh, them yeah. to fix it or do <laughs> you want that, that to, to keep that for your runners <laughs> yeah? and with our community we made the deal if it is uh, a bug that is encountered by a casual player that would ruin their experience we try to fix it but if it's a a rare edge case that but they use it and they like to to go out of bounds at this point we we kept we keep it in and that is the deal we 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 have with them we we only check if it's a a bug that is encountered by a casual playthrough
2: so you s- here you see the difference between big um, developer com- uh, companies like Sega and EA, or small
1: studios like yourself. Well, I think it's it's more it's more studios that are willing to to work with and listen to their their audience.
0: Um, I, I I'm not sure if our way is the correct way because <laughs> we are small and EA is big, but. Um... <laughs> Um, I think that is more, um, I, I see it more as games as a service, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, your peop- the, the people playing the game, they will stay engaged with, with you, your products, your company, your your, your games, if you, you try to listen to them. And it's not like you need uh, this exorbitant amount of additional people to handle that. It's just have a point where the people can contact, the company, um, or from time to time just ask on the Discord, I don't know, do you like this or this feature, and uh, depending on the results, you can, you can do that. That is something I think every co- uh, company can do.
2: Mm. I mean, it, it also depends on the company. I mean, at EA, there is no way to officially report a bug. So, so when when I did a chat with the support, technical support, at first they didn't understand what I want. They were like, "Is your game broken? Did you try to reinstall it?" And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm not I'm, I don't need technical support I want to report huh. a fault in the game EA
1: isn't the isn't the company they used to be where they where they where they focused the attention on the on the people making the games and and kind of exactly. you know it's like EA was was EA and now they're well, EA was Electronic Arts and now they're EA and EA is a totally different entity that is just a corporate conglomerate of all sorts of other nonsense
2: I mean I mean in the end they got it to the they got got it to quality um, yeah. assurance and yeah. they got a coder to fix it but the way to make them understand that that i don't need technical support but want to report an issue with the game
3: right. they right.
2: they they totally Acted like we are EA. We don't make mistakes,
1: you right? Know? Yes, yeah. I, I'm just saying. I, I think, like the old EA <laughs> a lot better. That's yeah, I, I
0: think it's the moment a, pub- a company goes public when you stop working for yourselves or your your clients. When you are just working for the shareholders, then uh, yeah. You, yeah. You, you stop yeah. caring about those.
2: <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, that's that's just me. Uh, but but it's 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 really something. That that bugs me when when I see when I see a, a a a flaw or a bug in a game or in a program, I feel the inner urge to report it. You know. Yeah, good. Uh, I, uh,
0: yeah. Join our Discord when you start playing our game.
3: Awesome. <laughs> we have yeah. a yeah.
0: channel where you can just leave it, <laughs> preferably with a screenshot or short video, so it helps the developers to actually reproduce and find it.
2: Do you actually, if do you actually need a QA person in your company? Or are you not, not actually not looking not
0: that we that we can pay for one <laughs> You're looking but if for you want a to job. do it then? <laughs> yeah.
2: You know? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Anyway, okay, so um what, what else can you tell us about the game play well, or the game itself?
1: You didn't ask him your most the most important question. And that is how did you get started in the in the in in computing and stuff? Well, I mean, like, ask that to everybody, man, yeah,
2: right. You totally but, but, but skip that yeah, I mean, I mean, you kind of started already that you took over the company from your father, right? But it's actually true. Um normally, our first question is, how did you get started into computers and tech in in general?
0: um yeah of course we always had it in our home because yeah my my father was already coding with that so Um, but i think i really got started when we were youngsters and made lan parties
3: oh yeah and
0: we we even organized some in our region so the biggest we did was with 440 players and uh, i was eight Seventeen by that time when we did that, and um, that for some reason got stuck. <laughs> and uh, while others were, I don't know what they were doing. I wrote a handling tool for pizza orders on LAN parties, so <laughs> you, <laughs> you could log in into the intranet and uh, order a pizza, and uh, we then it would all get organized and uh, yeah, helped with the booking there, and. Uh, well, after school, I, I went to university and started in uh, computer science, but I did not finish that because to finance myself in my student life, I started working on events and television and uh, movie productions and uh, did I, I took my, my, my programming there and I uh, programmed lighting setups and and all that mm. stuff and then made a um, education as a cinematographic lighting operator and designer and i did that for like 15 years Um then i noticed that being on tour is only cool between 25 and 35 yep <laughs> after that uh the yeah well the magic started to be gone and uh, that's when i decided i I never gave up coding so uh, we're working on on just some hobby stuff and uh, with sebastian i decided to um, to make that my my main focus so stopped going on tour and started being uh, binary impact Um, we did some television jobs still from 2016 to 2019 but then at the end of 2019 we all know what happened and what came and so this column where we were standing on were reduced to zero of overnight no yeah. more shootings no more big events where we did stuff for um, and that forced us to focus entirely on software development where it was before it was like 60% like TV and event and like 40% software we were overnight were forced to 100% software and wow. yeah we, we stuck with that and actually managed to grow over the pandemic um, because there were a sudden need for digitalization and yes project like this so um, yeah uh, there were a lot of negative aspects but it told the work world to work remote and with that came a whole need of a, a lot of different tools and stuff so we found a home there and uh yeah i think that is the story how i came to tech
2: (laughs) awesome awesome yeah i see i see you still mention it in in the our services section it says planning and realization of events slash live streaming so. Uh,
0: yeah, we did, of course, as a lot of event technicians started uh, to make because we had all the equipment. Uh, not, not we personally, because I was always like a free technician. So you would have the equipment and you would book me to, to mm-hmm. handle that equipment. Mm-hmm, right. um, so we, we knew a lot of people. And those people were also without shows, without tours, without shootings, So, but they had everything, like the lighting, the microphones, the, uh, the, the consoles, uh, the lamps, the cameras, it, it was all there, they just needed someone to tell them what the hell is Twitch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> true, so yeah, we true. we
0: we produced like a a gaming news journal series for the uh, state of uh, Rhineland Palatinate, and uh, we we also did a lot of like politic things, like press conferences for them because they they had no idea how to do the streaming stuff, and yeah, we we still do that. Before, before uh, COVID, we actually had some some big productions we managed. Um, we were involved in the opening of the Tour de France in Düsseldorf and uh, managed that. That was a nightmare of a production, I can tell you.
1: Wow. Uh, yeah, I can imagine.
0: Yeah, for some reason, they thought it is a great idea from one place on the, the the big area where it all started to have the stage overnight moved to a different side of the place oh. and uh we we were really in a time constraint so on the spur of the moment uh, i asked uh, a crane uh, a, a cart uh, a truck train uh, not train um, crane thing you know like Mm -hmm. the big trucks with the crane on top
3: yeah yeah. i asked
0: them if we could move our pa towers from one side of the place to the other one and so we at one point had like it was like five or six tons of pa moving
1: around oh my god
0: (laughs) and uh, i was there sweating and (laughs)
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah that uh yeah but we 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 managed that yeah
2: (laughs) awesome awesome yeah so can you tell us when you actually plan to release the game? Is I mean, or is it like 2024 and that's it?
0: Um, no, it's actually closer than you think. We want to release at early Q2 or late Q1. Um, I'm not allowed to tell it more specific than this.
3: <laughs> okay, um,
0: sure. We will release on Xbox, PlayStation and PC.
3: Awesome. Nice.
2: Any any um, plans for Switch or other consoles later?
0: Well, I think you know that the Switch is
2: a potato. And uh... yes, but even but even the potato can run Doom and Wolfenstein too. Well, as, everything as everything consoles.
0: can run Doom. That's not a challenge anymore. But at this point, I I saw.
2: Anyway, no, now the question remains: um, Where can people find out more about? About the game and your company, of course.
0: Well, uh, on our web page is a good start. Um, actually, if you already are on the web page, you can just enter uh, domain, so links.binaryimpact.de, and there you have a very comfortable like one-pager with buttons to everything, our YouTube, our Twitter, our games, our Steam pages,
1: everything. Nice. Awesome. Nice, nice. Excellent. We'll put links to that in the podcast description below. Or awesome. There actually, I think. <laughs> awesome! 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 If, if I'm not supposed to be.
2: Yes. Well, there's one thing we ask our guests before we let them go, and that.
3: Awesome. awesome. Beautiful.
2: Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Yeah. Well. So. So have a nice evening or night, almost right? It's it's late in Germany.
3: Yeah. It is.
0: Oh uh, we'll stay awake though. Uh, uh speaking of the client, uh, because they are in Vietnam, I actually have to stay awake a bit because Whoa. well for an early meeting for them is middle in the night for me.
1: Mm. So We've midnight. done that. We've done that a few times. <laughs> That's true, yeah.
2: When we roll when we rolled out of bed in the morning for for interview with China or Japan yeah. or something, yeah. yeah. Similar, similar. Awesome. it happens. <laughs> awesome. So thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for sitting with us. It's been yeah. a pleasure. And have a successful release yeah. next year. I'm looking yeah, we look this. forward
2: to that. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly what I want to say. <laughs> awesome. So thanks again and talk to you then. Awesome. Okay. No, thank you. Bye awesome. bye. Thank okay, bye.